Welcome to Crushworthy, the podcast where we talk about the people you should have a crush on. Because not everyone is terrible. My name's Michaela. And my name is Kat. And I've forgotten how to start this show. <laughs> I, yeah. I, when you texted me earlier asking if you wanted me to, if you wanted, if I wanted you to send the intro to me, I was like, nah, I should be good. We got and this. Then I, and then I had to write it down just to make sure that I fully... <laughs> Mm-hmm. remembered how to start the show. Yeah, I hope I got my part right because I don't even have our show notes open on my computer right now. So yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure it's fine. It's close enough for yeah. sure. Hey, everyone, we're back. Yeah. Welcome to our triumphant return. <laughs> yeah, we, we may sound a little different. Um, this pandemic has caused us to uh, adapt and make some changes. We took a nice long break to kind of take care of ourselves and our families and our lives. And uh, we have decided to try to figure out how to record remotely from our own houses. So hopefully this will improve the audio quality of the show for you. And uh, it is a little weird not being in the same room with each other, but I think we can make it work. I think it'll be okay. Yeah, I think so too. The tests that we did the other night seemed to be perfect. It yes. seems like the, it seems like if anything, this is going to improve our audio quality by a lot. So that's exciting, even yeah. though it is very sad that we're not in the same room. I know, but we each still have our drinks. I actually don't have wine uh, right now, so I'm drinking a truly pineapple hard seltzer. Ooh. So, and I know it's got less alcohol than wine, so I actually did drink one before uh, we hopped on this call, and this is my second, so hopefully we can be on the same level as far as having fun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sure. That should not be a problem at all. Um, I'm drinking a wine called The Girlfriend that we got from Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Um, It's very fruity, and it's, it's perfect for a day like today. Yes, it's, uh, we're, almost getting to the end of August. I don't think we've recorded since March, right? I think that was the last episode we posted. Yeah, yeah, early March. So oh, pretty man. pretty much at the like the tail end of winter. But was, there was still snow on the ground for sure. Yeah, uh, but we, we did not mean to stay away this long. Uh, but, you know, life happens. We've been focusing on a lot of other stuff, trying to get our thoughts and our lives organized. And uh, I I think moving forward from this episode on, we're going to try sticking, uh, jumping right back to our regular schedule. So I'm very excited for that to happen. Yeah, me too. I think that it was, it was great of us to take the hiatus. I think it was Mm -hmm. a much needed break as much as difficult as it was for us to do. It would have been impossible for us to, to keep the pace that we were going at and to keep the same energy without exhausting ourselves because there was just so much going on in the world back in March, April, and even still today. It's, But I feel like we've gotten to a point where now it's manageable to be able to, to do this and a welcome distraction and yes. something to take our mind off of things. So, <laughs> Yeah, when we weren't recording, I definitely missed it. I really missed having you know this passion project to focus on and devote my energy to. But I feel like at least, and I can't speak for both of us, but at least with me, it was definitely, uh, I had to weigh the options. I could either 
devote my energy to the, you know, pandemic, to everything that was going on with, and is still going on with the Black Lives Matter movement, to my own day job, and the podcast, and then be fully exhausted by the time I hit the pillow every night, or I could take a step back from one thing and devote my energy to just trying to survive through this entire thing. And I think both of us kind of made that choice. Yeah, I, th- I think it was absolutely the right choice for us mm-hmm. to make at the time. It, it was, you know, back in March when I think like the, p- the peak of panic surrounding COVID, that I think that was back in March when we started to sense that things were getting really serious and, you know, shit was hitting the fan. It was... The, my level of anxiety was through the roof and I definitely couldn't cope with being able to dedicate time to, you know, to a podcast that is pretty much, I, I, I feel like we, this podcast is kind of dedicated to the idea of, you know, positivity, but, you know, healthy positivity and, you know, ber- kind of shedding a light on, on, you know, the people in this world that, you know, that make it a better place. And it kind of felt disingenuous to continue that with the world being in such a dark place. I didn't really feel like I could commit to that mm-hmm. uh, in March, April or May or June. <laughs> so yeah, it, it definitely did have that disingenuous feel and, and things are still a shit fire right now, for sure. But I feel like a lot of us uh, collectively are in at least a space where we can start trying to feel a little better and and be a little more productive. Um, there There's still a lot happening right now. Um, you know, especially, you know, even this week, things have have hit another peak and the political spectrum is just ramping up for November. And uh, so we've, uh, we should probably tell the listeners that this is not going to be a normal episode. We're not going to dive back into our traditional format. Uh, We will next week, but we really wanted to take an opportunity just to tell you guys how we've been, what we've been doing, how we're coping. We want to hear from you guys. If you want to shoot us a message or tweet at us, um, it's definitely us getting our sea legs back as far as podcasting goes. And, uh, we hope that you're patient with us. If you don't want to listen about our lives, we totally get it. You can definitely check back next week when we talk about some people who are way cooler than us. But, uh, I think that this is definitely a nice check-in episode. Yeah, for sure. It's, it feels like a necessary step toward getting back into a good routine because I feel like we all just need to do a collective check-in because so much has happened in the last couple of months that it, again, it feels disingenuous to just start as if nothing had happened. And I feel like there are some things that just need to be talked about and need to be said before we can carry on with business as usual. So... Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much the that's pretty much this episode. So so, so strap in. Yeah. Um, well, just to dive in, Michaela, do you want to share a little bit about what big changes you've been dealing with? Yeah, I guess uh, there's there's so many. I guess I'll start I'll start with the personal things. So in light of the pandemic, unfortunately, my fiance and I had to postpone our wedding, which has really sucked. But in a way it's it's all turned out for the better because it was this kind of looming thing and and for those of you listening we were supposed to get married in september so uh in about a month uh we were supposed to get married but with the state of the pandemic it just didn't seem like it was the right it it was not the right call we could not in good conscience 
carry on with the wedding as as we wanted to with all of our guests and so but up until maybe gosh was it the beginning of august i think it was the beginning of august that we decided to 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 pull the plug and reschedule because it was just this looming thing that we knew we had been planning the wedding as as if we were going to have it in september and it just was always in the back of our mind that this was a really really bad idea but at the same time we were trying to be optimistic and just hope for the best and then finally you know we were just like no we we can't <laughs> it yeah. doesn't if if we're if we're going back and forth like this it's it's not it's not it's not sta- it's not safe for anybody and so yeah we we it was a difficult choice but there was a sense of relief when we finally made the decision and now we're rescheduled for April and hopefully that's pushed back far enough fingers crossed um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of, uh, personally, that's, that's been sort of the biggest thing. Um, and then, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, I, and I know at least two other couples who've also had to postpone their wedding and, uh, you know, it is painful for sure. But I, I think that, you know, I'm not. I'm definitely involved in two of the weddings because I'm standing in your wedding and I'm standing in our friend Barb's wedding. Um, so it was, it sucks because you can't really, you know, get on the hype train for the original date, but it is definitely a relief knowing that we're, you know, that you guys are making the responsible choice that, you know, it's hopefully by the time things get better, they're better for good. So I'm not really concerned about it you know, being ruined or anything like that. I, I think that it's going to be great when it does happen. So you you made the right call. Yeah, thank thank you. And I I know that we did too. We we both feel such a huge sense of relief that we don't have to get married in September. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's you know that's a positive. Um, but you know, along with that, I also recently got a new job, and that's been Yay! really exciting. Um, so, you know, it's this job kind of came out of nowhere because when I graduated in December, I had hit the job hunt hard and kind of got nowhere. And then, you know, March hit and then the pandemic and everybody and everything just, you know, went to shit. And then I kind of, you know, was relegated to to not finding a job for at least until the pandemic was over. Um, but I started applying just kind of out of the blue and this job just kind of, kind of, it didn't, it didn't fall into my lap, but it just, it was very serendipitous the way that it happened to the point where I, I loved the company. It seemed like a really good fit. Uh, they got back to me right away. Uh, the interview went really well. The, the job selection process was really, it just, everything lined up very perfectly and uh, very fortuitously and it was that was kind that's kind of the highlight of these past couple <laughs> of months at least for me is 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 finding this new opportunity and in a time when you know it's very very fortunate of me to have found this opportunity during a time when there's so many people that are looking for work mm-hmm. that I I count my blessings that this happened. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, well, and you've been hunting for a job before the pandemic hit. I mean, our listeners, our regular listeners know that you've been hunting for a job for, you know, pretty much since January. Mm-hmm. I believe that's when you graduated, right? Yes, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's, you, you've you paid a lot of dues to, to become gainfully employed. And it's, uh, it's awesome. And like, I was super excited for you when you told me that you got the job. And, uh, you know, you deserve it. So like, enjoy, like, that's something you can celebrate in this time. 
you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you of course <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's i i want to take you know now that we're talking about jobs uh everyone just please be kind to retail employee employees and customer service employees right now it's rough out here for us yeah it's uh you know I I am lucky enough to have a great job and to work for some great people and with some great people, but, you know, there are still lots of people out there who refuse to wear masks, and it's been uh, very stressful. So just keep that in mind when you're out shopping. <laughs> yeah, just be a decent human being. Oh, please. <laughs> with basic respect for, for those around you. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. No, I don't. I don't think, at least, I don't think so either. And I, you know, I work eight-hour shifts, wearing the mask the entire time, and you know, it's it's not fun, but it's doable. And I just, I, I do think it's like a, you know, even if you don't believe that this pandemic is real, and for the record, both of us believe that this is a real and legitimate health concern for for everyone in the world. Um, even if you don't, can you please just treat it like you know? just a common courtesy for those of us who are concerned about it and who do think that there is a legitimate concern to be had here. Uh, that would be like my, my plea for the world <laughs> right now. Cause yeah. we got to get through this somehow. And the faster we can all get on the same page, the, the better. Yeah. It's a real study in, in, in public service and just doing the bare minimum for the good of, of the many, mm-hmm. which is something that, you know, I always knew was difficult for, for our society to do, but that's never been clearer than, than now when it's, you're, it's literally the bare minimum and costs you nothing to make those around you feel safe and comfortable and to keep them practically safe and, and, and secure that it's it's amazing to me how how unwilling some people are to to do literally the bare minimum (laughs) yeah it's definitely been eye-opening but um it is great seeing people who are coming together about a lot of this stuff um my newsfeed is fantastic because i surround myself with with like-minded individuals for the most part um so that's been nice and uh you know not only dealing with the pandemic but dealing with the huge uh, resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement, which was really, I mean, it's its never going to be an easy conversation to have with anyone. But, um, you know, we released a statement from our social media stating our opinions. We are definitely pro Black Lives Matter on this podcast. We always have been and we always will be. And it's just very, uh, it's awesome to see so many people that we know who are in the same boat, share the same perspective that Black lives do in fact matter, uh, who aren't touting the hatred or the literal Nazi mentality that keeps apparently popping up throughout our country. So um, it's it's awesome that we've been able to come together and, and try to fight some of these crimes committed against Black people. Uh, we definitely we knew that we couldn't stay silent when this kind of hit one of the many heads that uh, it has come to so far. Uh, but you know, if there's any doubt about where we stand on it, we are definitely pro Black Lives Matter because that's just the fact they do matter. 
Um, and it doesn't mean that other lives don't matter, but these are the lives we need to focus on protecting right now. So I'm grateful that both of us have that same kind of, you know, thought process on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's it's still, it's, you know, amazing that we're, I, it's, it, it's extremely admirable, the fire and the momentum that this movement has developed over the last couple of months. It's absolutely tragic that it came from a point of, you know, it, it that it took someone's murder to get national and global recognition for this movement because this Mm -hmm. is a movement that i believe i think black lives matter as a movement started in 2013 i think that was like when they first organized as an official movement Mm -hmm. but it it didn't take off the way that it has until recently in in light of you know the murder of george floyd and but it's at the same time it's amazing to see the momentum that the movement has has going right now and i have so much admiration for the people that are on the front lines of the protests and who are really making a lot of real sacrifices mm-hmm. to better the lives of black people in our country and around the world and yeah and you know at the time of this recording um this week uh jacob blake was shot seven times in the back in kenosha wisconsin which is not far from where we live and i have friends who live in kenosha that i've reached out to and just been like hey if you need like a place to to stay away from anything that may happen um because who knows if it's going to be riots or these you know neo-nazi groups rolling into town, you know, trying to besmirch the name of Black Lives Matter or cause more crimes and cause more murders. It's it's scary. It's it's close to home. Um, they're not far, especially from where I live. And, uh, you know, I, I read, and I don't know if this has been totally confirmed, but I did read an article saying Jacob Blake is confirmed to be paralyzed. And that's... And I read that too. It's awful and tragic uh he had children in the car who witnessed it and you know down at the very core of this issue it was what i consider a hate crime against someone who was innocent um because the you know when cops do not decide who's innocent and who's guilty that is done in court and we have this you know promise alleged promise in our country that someone is going to be innocent until proven guilty. And I do not see black people being granted that in any way, shape or form in all these cases that have occurred over the past years. It's, it's awful. It is. It's, it's, it is awful. And I, again, I, like, I'm just glad that there's awareness around this issue that has literally been happening since for, for decades. Forever, yeah. For, forever. I mean, for, for for the better, for all of American history, this has been, this has been America for, for Black people. And mm-hmm. I'm just glad that there's this global and national awakening, it feels like, to these issues. It's frustrating at the same time that it took until this point for it to happen because mm-hmm. it's been happening for so long. <laughs> yeah it's it's and that part is is infuriating it's maddening that that it took you know it's like how how many how many people had to die 
publicly on you know on video for people to put their foot down and and say oh yeah this is happening because i'm seeing it with my own eyes i didn't believe you the you know thousands of times you've told me that this has been happening it's that that part is it's infuriating and it'll never not be infuriating but Mm -hmm. i'm excited to see where this movement goes and how it can shape the yeah. country and the world and i i pray that it's that it is a a forward movement a forward motion and mm-hmm. that you know the powers that be in terms of our governing bodies don't you know succeed in trying to to quash it even though i'm sure they they will try <laughs> yeah oh yeah there's definitely an effort for that and and i think that's another reason why uh you and i both wanted to take a little bit of a hiatus was because there are so many incredible voices of black content creators black podcasters we can definitely link a bunch of our recommendations in this uh in the description for this for today's episode um it just it did not seem right to be a witness to everything that was happening uh in this country for us to come in and celebrate and hide behind our privilege and you know talk about all the good things and all the amazing people and ignore what was happening in the backdrop of, you know, our collective perspective. So it, it was it was just an uncomfortable position to have to consider. And uh, I think I think that us choosing to take a step back and um, not flaunt our privilege so flagrantly <laughs> was <laughs> was the right call. Yeah, um, I think so too. And there's there's a lot of uh, fundraisers and uh, a lot of money raising efforts that are being made uh to support all the victims of these crimes against black people which is you know what they are um so i'll try to find some links to a bunch of causes and uh put them in the description for any of our listeners who may be interested in donating some uh money or energy time knowledge you know sharing stuff on social media every little bit helps uh and it's definitely something that both of us are passionate about and it's uh something that i urge all of our listeners to look into and um just try to educate themselves and their loved ones on especially if you are white um if you are wealthy if you are you know any way privileged (laughs) um it, it matters that, you know, you take this time to, to learn. And I spent a great deal of time learning on our hiatus, which was uncomfortable at times because I'm white and it sucks when you hear about things that, you know, the privileges you have when you're not aware of them. But it's it's crucial to know and it is important. And, you know, I think you're right. It is amazing just to see all the efforts that have been coming out of the woodwork, uh, that voices that have been amplified because of this. And we, we need to keep that motivation up. And, and that's very important. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think you're, you're absolutely right in that it's, it's the responsibility of all white people in, in our country and around the world to educate themselves on, on matters of race and the history of race, specifically in the United States, just because you, you cannot separate racial history from from all of history and our present you can't you can't it's impossible to separate and 
I think that it's incredibly necessary for people to under to for white people specifically to understand the role that they play on a daily basis, even if you consider yourself to be, you know, a quote unquote woke white person, to understand the ways in which you are perpetuating white supremacy, even even the ways that you in ways that you may not be aware of. And I think that, you know, it's important to learn how to have conversations about race without centering yourself in the conversation, but still being aware of how you're still being aware of the role that you play in it, because it's a very, it's a very delicate balance. And it's, it's something that is, you know, it's, it's just, it's incredibly important to learn. And because I, in, it's so much kind of what I've learned is that so much of the situation right now depends on you know, white, white people's delusion that we have somehow, you know, made it to a post-racial society when it's, you know, it's more racially, it's just as racially charged, charged as it's ever been. It's, it, or it's always, it's always been with us and it will continue to be with us until white people can let go of the delusion that, <laughs> that, yes. that race isn't still, you know, that we still don't have racial discrimination in our country. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this. I mean, it's and it's going to be a challenge for a lot of uh, a lot of us white people, just because, you know, most of us, I do believe, are good and we want what's good and we want what's right and we always have and we've always, you know, perceived ourselves as being not racist and being not prejudiced against people of different races or ethnicities, and acknowledging the fact that you benefit from being white is hard is a hard pill to swallow because you may never have consciously recognized the benefits that you're that you're getting because you've never known otherwise but and it doesn't make you a bad person to be privileged but having privilege means that you have the responsibility to take the initiative to learn better and to become better because as good as your intentions are actions are what matter more right now and educating yourself and you know i i i know firsthand that having conversations about race with family members and with close friends are awkward and difficult and painful and uh sometimes damaging to your relationships but i do think that it is our responsibility to to have those conversations like it, it, you know if you care about a family member and you want them to to know better you may have a conversation that results in a fight or an awkward relationship development and it's just it's just part of how this works like we need to work from the inside out and try to solve these issues and we cannot do it alone and we cannot do it just by thinking I'm not racist so I don't yeah. have to do anything yeah exactly and it, it happens it happens little by little like you said with the, with each conversation that you have with a family member or you know a close set someone that's you know close to you that you care about and, the, and those are the very difficult conversations to have but you know you might not make you might not see your impact in that conversation, but it's like, it's like whittling, like you whittle away at this, the monster of white supremacy until hopefully at one point, like you, you, you know, 
the the impact is is minuscule in the moment but can have tremendous impact later on like it's and it's just you know it doesn't even matter i don't know i feel like even if you're having a conversation with somebody where you know trying to explain how what they might have said or a joke that they made or something that they did how the race the racist impacts of what whatever it is that they did even if you don't have a breakthrough moment with them it doesn't really matter because it's it's still your responsibility to to call it out when you see it or when you hear it um like you said no matter how uncomfortable it is but and it it, and it is uncomfortable (laughs) it is uncomfortable it's not it is not an easy thing to do sometimes but that's that's part of the work (laughs) yeah it's It's work but it pays off you know even if you even if you have relatives who don't want to be in the same room with you after at least you know that you tried that you took the effort to have that conversation with them uh you gave them resources to look at uh at least that you can at least you can find some kind of comfort in that you know you're you're making that effort every day yeah. and it is super exhausting and it is super uncomfortable sometimes but you know i i've been very fortunate in that you know i've had some great conversations along with you know the rest of the drama of uh, family dynamics and family politics and all that kind of stuff you know there there are a couple examples of people who have really learned and you know I'm I'm personally am not a great teacher I don't I'm not an expert at all all I can do is is amplify black voices share things from black creators um you know the the black voices that are out especially in like our podcast you know sphere there are tons of incredibly you know well-worded accounts and well-worded and documented sources that people can refer to and uh you know it's just i just think that this is an ingrained responsibility that we carry as white people and to shirk off that responsibility or think that you don't have it is incredibly dangerous and irresponsible. Yeah, exactly. 100% agree. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, that has been kind of the backdrop of America, along with, you know, it being an election year and along with dealing with the pandemic and, you know, the the day-to-day awful stuff you see you know we can we can take the opportunities to get better and to learn more um every day and and it's it's exhausting but it needs to be done yeah and there's no excuse for it because you know like you said the resources are there Mm -hmm. you just have to look all it takes is a google search you have literally all of the resources at your fingertips so there's really there's really no excuse for ignorance or being uneducated on these topics, it really just takes your your personal motivation to and desire to to learn and unlearn the things that you know, the things that you know or think you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's ev- it's everybody's personal responsibility, and there's no excuse for not doing it. Mm-hmm. You just do it. And you just gotta yeah. get it done. <laughs> just do it. Uh, well, and that's the other thing. Like a lot of people say that they don't want to discuss. Uh, you know, the safety of black lives in our country because they don't want to talk about quote-unquote politics. This is not a political issue. This is a human rights issue. And 
if you can leave the mentality of thinking that it has anything to do with politics, you're already making progress to, to knowing better. So, you know, a lot of people who have opposing political views may not want to have these conversations with you because they think it's political. And if you can figure out a way to make sure that they understand it is not, it has nothing to do with politics, that this is human rights and the safety of real living people, your neighbors, your friends, if, if you can get past that hurdle, you're already making a, a progress in that direction. So, I mean, we, we just got to keep fighting and it's exhausting, it's tiresome, but it's not nearly as exhausting of watching the people of your own race be murdered daily by the authorities <laughs> like that's yeah. just it, it's it's not comparable at all no 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 it's it's it isn't it really isn't and it's it's the very least that that, that any any white person can do absolutely you know, under these circumstances yeah so so if you have any doubts on where we stand on this hopefully they have been you know <laughs> hopefully all of your questions have been answered on that front <laughs> yeah oh. uh. But yeah, I, you know, it's, that's the other thing about this hiatus is it's given me a lot of time just to think about uh, my own stand, my own voice, uh, my own microaggressions that I've accidentally made. And it's, it's been a really eye-opening and ultimately good experience. Um, there's been a lot of self-searching and, and hanging out with myself and being my myself that uh, I think was very helpful over this time. <laughs> yeah, I I I agree completely and I I I feel exactly the same way and I did a lot of reading and a lot of soul searching and and again, it's a very uncomfortable process, but I don't think I don't think that there is a there is well, I know. I know that there isn't a single white person in this country who if they did that same process wouldn't find a shit ton of skeletons in their closet. Absolutely. Because because of the you know, society that we grew up in and how it was, you're, you're pretty much conditioned to be racist. It's, it's impossible to grow up in this country not having racist, you know, preconceived ideas about the world. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, so I, there's this, on the one hand, it's like, you just need to accept that this is just part of you. It, it's a poison that lives inside of you that you have to, you know, squeeze out. <laughs> and it's, and it's in everybody, like not a single, there's not a single person who doesn't need to do this. And, uh, and I think that that can be, it's scary, but it's also liberating in the sense that it's not something that you have to deny, because I feel like that's a lot of uh, particularly white people's responses. They just want to deny it because we so closely can, we condemn racism, rightfully so, but we condemn it to the point where it forces white pe it's strategically condemned so that white people don't acknowledge it in themselves when it happens because it they refuse to admit it then because if they admit it then they have to admit that they're doing something bad mm -hmm. or that they are bad and that's not necessarily true it's like yes the the thing the poison the thought like the beliefs that you have are bad but that's not who you are it's not who you have to be mm -hmm. and if you can change the thought and the belief then, you know, it's it, it's just so much, it would be so much easier if we can, you know, if, if people just felt liberated enough to, to call it out in themselves and to feel 
comfortable with getting some distance between themselves and and the racism you know it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a thing that is inherently a part of you in fact i you know i'm tempted to say that it's it's not it's it's it is just a poison that lives in you (laughs) and uh so like there there are ways to cut it out of you but it takes acknowledgement first you know you have to acknowledge it's there you have to acknowledge that you know you benefit from being white um and classism is not the same as having white privilege because i know i've seen a lot of people talk about how they grew up poor and they they're not privileged because they grew up poor the two are separate things you can have you can be a victim of classism and still benefit from white privilege (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, and that's 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 something that i don't yeah exactly a lot of people don't understand that they mm -hmm. don't really see the the intersections Mm -hmm. (laughs) of of oppression that you can be oppressed from like a like from you know classism and being lower class but that doesn't mean you're racially oppressed exactly Yeah, I mean, privilege does not mean that you were born rich. Privilege means that you were born white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they're very different. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people also think that when you say you have white privilege, that that means, oh, you're white, so you've never suffered. And I think if you, if you just think about that for a couple minutes, uh, it's pretty evident that that is not what the, you know, what the intention behind white privilege is. Um, everyone who is white in this country is privileged because they are white. That is just, that's like the, you know, the baseline of the facts. Yeah. You know, you, you may be, you know, you may have faced hardships that other white people have not faced, but you have never been murdered because of the color of your skin. Yeah. And, uh, if you... If, if you're willing to die on that hill of like, well, no, I'm not privileged because A, B, and C, then all we can do is, is just suggest you meditate on that a little bit. <laughs> um, think about, you know, put your own pride aside for five minutes and just think about how uh, your life would be different if you were black. I think that if you're open to that, you you may have a couple of revelations of your own. Um, so it's, you know, I know we're, I know we're talking a lot about about this movement and about Black Lives, but I'm fine with that. Um, you know, we have a platform that reaches a pretty steady and pretty consistent audience, and it goes right back to our responsibilities as being white content creators. We need to have this conversation. And um, fortunately, I'm not worried about, uh, you know, our regular listeners leaving because I, I'm, I, I have a feeling that our perspective on this has been apparent since the beginning of our show. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't know, it, this whole thing is, it, it's not fun to talk about. It's not a good time, but it is, we, we have to. This is one of those uncomfortable conversations <laughs> that, you know, that we're yeah. having. Exactly. And, and, and that go and that also, you know, to build upon that, it isn't, it isn't fun. Nobody likes that this is happening. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes that this is what we're talking about. 
like the protesters who are protesting and getting tear gassed they don't want to be doing that yeah. they they have they have shit to do they have their own lives that they want to be living right now but they know that this is something that needs to be done mm-hmm. because you know they've had enough and you know it's i it i it's nobody wants to be having this conversation <laughs> it's not a conversation that we should even have to have but it's it that is the here the we state. are here we are <laughs> here we are and uh yeah i'm not i'm not sorry to be spending this much time on this topic either because no it's it is a conversation that needs to be had yeah it, so. it would it would have felt very uh fake just you know jumping back into our show without discussing this because it's something that you and i are both personally passionate about it's something that we think deserves the airtime and um you know, to our listeners, if if you're not enjoying it, I'm sorry. Tune in next week, I guess. <laughs> but uh, this is, it's something we, uh, it, when we were planning, uh, you know, how we were going to return to the podcast universe, uh, this was kind of on the forefront of my brain. Like, well, we need to talk about what's happening with the, you know, just the hatred that's running rampant through our streets. And uh you know, ne- you know, next week we'll be back to talking about, you know, our favorite YouTubers. <laughs> but, <laughs> but right now, you know, this is, this takes precedence over everything. Um, but, you know, I went to uh, a march in my hometown where you, all of us used to live, uh, your roommates and yourself and, you know, myself and, and Josh. And it was amazing and it was exhausting and my arms hurt from holding up signs and it was in the sun, which, you know, you know, I'm not a fan of being in, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if I wanted to be there or not. I, I felt like I had to. I felt like it was the responsible thing to do. We all wear masks. We all were, were social distancing at the time. Um, but this is not something that can just be ignored. And, you know, I was thrilled that a lot of the other podcasts I listened to have spent time talking about this or have had some kind of focus on this movement and uh you know we can we can try to draw it out if we wanted to but the fact is that we don't want to <laughs> no it's it's not the right choice for us no and it's it's ignoring it or not drawing attention to it isn't going to make it go away mm-hmm. it's not going to make the problem and and the underlying evil that is behind the reason for why this movement even exists it's not going to make it go away and the more that we spend time talking about it and working through these issues the faster we can heal Mm -hmm. as a nation yeah and it's going to take work but you know i'm glad that we took the time to talk about this i'm glad that we can voice this to our listeners um you know, of course, we hope that you guys are on the same page. And this is, you know, it's just like hearing an echo of your own thoughts in that respect. Um, but if not, you know, I hope that we can at least make you consider learning, um, doing the research, reaching out to your Black friends, your Black family members, Black content creators you enjoy, and seeing what they've had to say about all this. And just, you know, at the very least, just having an open mind to all this. This is such an important time in our country. And if we want to, and if we make the effort, we can make that change to, you know, 
get rid of as much racism as as we possibly can. But it starts with it starts with us, and uh, we we need to do it. Yeah, and it's it it's very easy right now with so much bad going on in the world with you know COVID and everything that's going on uh you know in the social justice realm and the upcoming election it's very easy to become overwhelmed by all of the bad that we see in every news cycle but unfortunately now is not the time to be complacent and now is actually the time to realize how much power you actually have as an individual and focus on the things that you can control you know you can sign petitions you can donate money you can attend protests you can vote in Mm -hmm. november (laughs) please vote please vote (laughs) you know whether you vote by mail whether you you know go attend the polls in person do whatever it is that you have to do but now is not the time to be complacent or to be discouraged by how much bad is in the world now is the time to be inspired by by a pathway forward and mm-hmm. how we can move on from the bad that's going on right now and now is the you know being in an election year now is the perfect time to fully harness the the power <laughs> of the the power of the voter yes. the power of the you know political process and yeah. and all of that it's going to be a very interesting autumn uh with the election for sure and uh I know that it I know how tempting it is just to to think that your vote doesn't matter or that nothing will change if you if you vote or don't vote either way but your vote does matter you know we we have the the privilege to be able to vote um please please use it please take advantage of this privilege uh and use your voice in in the polls it's so important <laughs> um and it is one of the most important things that you can do in this country to create the change that you would like to see. So we're not going to tell you who to vote for, although you can probably tell who we would prefer you not vote for. But that's not our call. We can't ask you to do that. <laughs> but please get yourself a ballot, whether, like Michaela said, whether it's by mail or whether you go in person. It is so important this year and it's important every election year but this year we we really need to see a silver lining happen um and uh it's i don't know like it's i know people say it's like a civil duty too but it's really a privilege it is it is a gift that you have and um you know, tossing it in the garbage or flushing it down the toilet without thinking it because you think that your voice doesn't matter is naive, in my opinion. Um, your neighbors need you mm-hmm. to vote. Here, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Uh, yeah, seriously, cheers. Um, yeah, it, it's it's very strange coming into this podcast with such an aggressive attitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it feels kind of weird. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, but but, but good. <laughs> yeah, I like and like I said, you know, we'll we'll be back to our regular format next week. But uh, I think that us talking about this stuff needed to be done. There, there yeah. was no way around it. And now that we've talked about it, um, we can talk a little bit about some fun things, yeah. if you'd like to. 
Yeah. And let's, 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 you know, as we transition here, let's circle back to you. I talked a little bit about what's been going on in my life. So what's, what's been up with you in the last couple of months? Catch us up to speed. Animal Crossing has been my life since March. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I have literally, I think there have been, there have been probably 10 days total since, when did this game come out? March 20th? Uh, since this game came out that I have not played Animal Crossing. Um, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are very familiar with this phenomenon, but, uh, and I, I probably have talked a little bit about it on the podcast before. It has absorbed every moment of my free time. Um, because we, we know a lot of us have been stuck at home. A lot of us have had nowhere to really be. And there's a social aspect to this game that I think makes it, very important. Uh, and so I have been devoting a lot of my time and energy to a video game where you have animal neighbors and chop down trees and collect fruit. That has been my entire life. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. It is the best form of escapism, um, in my opinion, just because, you know, we, we can't get away from everything bad, but at least we can take these little breaks uh, and hop online. And uh, one of my favorite things about this game is that, you know, it does have a, if you want it to, it does have a social aspect to it, which has been awesome at keeping my people skills, you know, tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I've actually been playing a lot of that. And I joined a Discord server specifically for Animal Crossing. um, And I did tell them that I would give them a shout out on the podcast (laughs) so i hope you don't mind michaela no go for it uh but i I started this uh so there's a a function in the game called cataloging where you know you you can buy furniture and different items and clothing and accessories for your character in game uh how you catalog by picking up an item you haven't previously owned and putting it back down. And then if you open your catalog in-game, you can actually purchase that item using the in-game money. Um, so I'm, the server that I'm on, uh, which is Animal Crossing Catalog Events, uh, is just a way for people to expand their catalogs and get all these amazing in-game items. And it has been, like, I have made legitimate friends on this server in my time wow. on it. That's wonderful. It's been very awesome. You know, there there have been, you know, part of it is just, you know, fun game. Let me get this rare item. Hey, do you have an extra this item for me? And there's also like, hey, I'm going through this really hard time emotionally. Can you help me through it? You know, kind of aspect to it. <laughs> because all, everyone on that server is so caring and genuine. And we're all in the, in the same boat of dealing with the pandemic. That uh, reaching out and building relationships in any way we can is, has been super amazing. Yeah. So it's, it's really been a great escape for me. Uh, as far as my mental health and self-care goes over the past couple months. And I know everyone, not everyone cares about this game, but um, I certainly do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's great because there's nothing like, you know, in-game purchases you have to worry about. Um, But this server has brought me so much joy. Uh, they've, They've made me a moderator, so I'm like a, an important person on there now, which has been fun and a lot of responsibility. 
<laughs> but it's it's been basically how I've been spending all my free time. It's just, you know, playing Animal Crossing, working on my island, making friends in, in a way that, you know, in one of the few ways that it's possible to right now during a pandemic. Yeah, you can't you can't underestimate the the how genuine online friendships can be absolutely like they i know that there there's been times in my life where i've you know joined online communities and had like you know created very real very genuine friendships that i maintain to this day and it's not to be underestimated at all no there is definite legitimacy to internet friendships it's like, you know, when, when, you know, in our parents' era, it was like online forums and message boards. And then when we were kids, it was chat rooms. And, you know, Discord, if anyone out there is familiar, it's essentially just these chat rooms and these communities you can join. And it's been amazing, you know, finding and connecting with people who are enjoying the, ga- the game the same way I am. Um, if you're a gamer at all, I'm sure you're familiar with, with Discord and how it works, but... It's been so nice having a community online of people who want everyone else to enjoy the game and want to help and, you know, have the free time to and are willing to uh, enhance the gaming experience for everyone else. It's just been amazing. Um, And knowing that, you know, if I'm having a rough day, I can, you know, message my friends via Discord and be like, hey... I'm dealing with some stuff. Can I vent to you? And and so on and so forth. So that's been really uh, a rewarding thing that has come out of this quarantine period. Uh, because I don't know, you know, it's a silver lining. I don't know that if we weren't in this quarantine, if I would have found such a great community. But, um, you know, if, yeah. if anyone who's on the server is listening, you know, I love you guys. You guys are awesome. And if anyone out there likes Animal Crossing and wants to join a community, just DM me. <laughs> I'll hook you up. <laughs> that's that's so wholesome. It, I love that. It's one of the more wholesome things to come out of, of this time right now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I've always, you know, when Animal Crossing came out this this latest version of the game i really wanted to jump on the bandwagon but we never i don't know if we even have the system i'm not much of a gamer and so i don't know what system is required to play animal crossing uh my fiance austin offered to buy it for me but i think that it's it's a little bit pricey and so i was like i don't know if i want to invest in something that i don't know if i'll if i will commit to but it looks watching other people play it it looks so calming and so sweet Mm -hmm. and just so wholesome and I love it and I think that you should share on our social media later this week some of your screen captures of some of the like (laughs) actual art that you've created in Animal Crossing. (laughs) Yeah I I will. I actually just today just commissioned uh, a piece of art by someone in the server so once I, I get that commission, I will totally promote them on our social media just because they're they're they are a talented artist and um, it'd be awesome to share. And, you know, for anyone who's out there who's a fan of Animal Crossing, uh, you know, you'll be able to see some of the fun stuff that happens. And I promise this isn't just like a commercial for joining my discord, but <laughs> it has done wonders for my own mental health in the past couple months that you know, I would be I would be remiss if I didn't talk about how important it has been to me over the past 
you know, since March, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's been in an important part of of just staying sane throughout these times is just finding little pockets of joy mm-hmm. to latch onto and just and anything that you can, anything that you can do to, you know, just, just take away from so much of the overwhelm that's happening right now in the world, like any anything that you can. And it's, it's, it, I'm so happy that you were able to find a little pocket of happiness yeah. in Animal Crossing. It, yeah, it has definitely been great. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, these are some of the friendships that I've built on there. I do see, you know, being long lasting, real friendships with these people. And I think if anyone out there has been in like an online community, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, it's just, it's, it is nice to have this like wholesome corner of my life that I can retreat to when I do need to separate myself from thinking about the pandemic, especially, um, you know, it's, it's just nice to have that. And it's great being a part of a community. Um, and it's, you know, I, I don't think if the pandemic, like I, I think I said earlier, if the pandemic hadn't happened, I don't think that I would have been bothered to explore the social aspects of this game, but I'm seeing it as a silver lining and it was a great opportunity to make these connections with people because those, those interpersonal connections really matter right now. We really need them and rely on them. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, besides Animal Crossing, um, I've been on TikTok a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just, you know, because it's another form of escape. And other than that, I've just been, you know, trying to rest and take care of myself and um, just keep up with work. Uh, But it's, you know, at least, you know, both of us have things. We're, We're both lucky enough to have our jobs and to have things that, keep us moving every day Um, because I can see how it can be extremely hard to do right now. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's been quite an interesting couple months. I'm very excited to get back into this show and to start doing research on all of the amazing people that we want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for this. Stru- this stru- the show provided a lot of structure mm-hmm. for to my week. And I'm excited to get that back. <laughs> yeah, I really missed it. Like, I, I really missed having, you know, a set time to research every week, a set time to record, a set time to edit. Because even though you and I have made this a collaborative effort, it's still like, I still see it as like me time. Like, this is mm-hmm. my time to pursue a project that I am passionate about that, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm fortunate to have a partner who is just as passionate about doing it with in you. So, I mean, I... I, I am very excited to... I'm, I'm glad that we're recording this today and we have this conversation that we can post, but I am so excited to get back into our normal format next week, too. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Absolutely. I don't know. Like, it's just... I need it. You know, this is... It's helped a lot with me personally, my own, you know, mental health and well-being. And uh, it's going to be... A lot of fun getting back into the swing of things, I think. Yeah, it's definitely time. Yeah, time it is now. time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, you know, you know, sorry to our listeners who have missed us. Uh, we are back. Um, sorry that this episode was a little different and it may not 
be what you were expecting as far as a comeback episode goes, but um, I have no regrets <laughs> in terms of I have ordering. no regrets either. Good. Is there uh, anything else that you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I feel like we've we've covered a lot of ground yeah. <laughs> in this in this hour that we've been talking. We talked about um, everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I I I I guess I would just like encourage everybody to cuz I know that's something that has helped me tremendously throughout these last couple of months has just been to find a routine that works for you because I do very well with routine. I like when I when my life is relatively predictable and back in March when the world went into flux like things were very unpredictable and so I needed to create a very very structured uh, schedule for myself even during a time when because I in March from like late March to early May I actually got time off of work. I was very for- I was fortunate enough to have an employer who, because at the time I was working in the service industry, uh, where I, it was impossible to social distance and not be in with the in front of the public at all times, and so our the company that I was working with at the time gave us a, a paid leave of absence, which I was incredibly grateful for. But it left my days completely open and unstructured, and which you know it was safer that way but it was also rough mentally because i needed i had so much free time that i needed to fill and mm-hmm. so i you know found ways to have a, i had very structured mornings in kind of like the most like kind of like very in a very almost i don't know like my days like started like i used like the headspace app so i would like wake up and like meditate for 15 minutes using headspace and i would stretch i would have coffee i would read and then that would be like that would be my morning and like that was it's a very it was a very idyllic uh routine that i got into and it was very easy to keep while i had no no responsibilities (laughs) um and i got into such a good groove but then when i went back to work in preparation i was like i gotta keep these routines because they've had such a positive impact Mm -hmm. on like my overall mood and of course when i went back to work all of those routines went out the door and i stopped doing them and it's sad but it's also but like i've been trying to add those things back in slowly as life has gotten busier uh because it's it's it is truly helpful to have and so i guess uh my final thoughts and words would be to just encourage you know our listeners to just find whatever works for you whatever little thing that you do at the same time every day or that whatever activity you find that brings you joy just you know take take a little bit of time for you and you know get centered and grounded and just just to keep your own sanity and that's and that's that's all i've got to say on the matter full stop yeah i i definitely agree with you and you know because you know a lot of people have been um you know, all of us have been experiencing this pandemic. All of us have been experiencing what's going on in our country, on the streets. And um, it's very easy to forget that self-care is important when you do think about things like white privilege and everything that we talked about in that talk. You know, it feel, there's an element that feels almost irresponsible when, when you think about caring for yourself and your own mental well-being because being able to take a break uh is essentially a sign of privilege but it is very important to do still and um 
You don't have to feel guilty for finding things, whether it's establishing a routine or finding some kind of way to relax at the end of the day. Um, they are important to do. And you, you do need... You can't tackle the injustices of the world if you're just tired, you know? <laughs> so <laughs> it is important to do some kind of self-care thing for yourself um, and not feel guilty about it because you have needs. Um, you have things that you need to get done on a day-to-day -day basis. And you should feel proud of, of being able to accomplish even the smallest tasks, especially if you've been affected by, if your work has been affected by the pandemic, if your day-to-day -day routine has been shattered by this. It is so important to find some kind of, of routine of self-care, especially. Um, and, you know, whether it's playing video games or whether it's reaching out to your family, um, I really hope that everyone out there has found something to do to cope right now. Um, because you can't... It's, you can't function otherwise, you know? You'll find yourself shutting down and getting overwhelmed and no one is ever helped by that kind of <laughs> state of mind. No, no. As, as they say, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Exactly. And, and I guess to that, this, as you were talking, I was just reminded of an Instagram account that I follow. And I guess this kind of works as like a kind of like a like a impromptu infatuation station. Yes. But it's this. <laughs> uh, it's uh, the Instagram account is called the nap ministry. And it's run by this woman who uh, I know her only as the nap bishop. And <laughs> she talks about the restorative and political power of rest and how and she frames rest as a subversive act. And so if you're ever feeling guilty about taking time for yourself because you could be, you know, spending that time, you know, in the revolution, you know, check out, the, check out the nap ministry and the nap bishop will set you straight and kind of just remind you that you do need rest in order to be productive. And it's, it's important. I am literally writing that down right now because that is the other thing I've learned to embrace with the pandemic is, is taking naps. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, I do think, you know, what you said, and you put it more eloquently than I ever did when you said you can't pour from an empty cup. And, you, you know, take care of yourselves. We really want, you know, all of our listeners to know that you, we want you guys to know that you are in the right when you're taking care of yourself and your emotional state and your energy levels. Um, it's really easy to become overwhelmed these days by everything that's happening and uh we hope you guys stay well and stay healthy and stay woke and <laughs> stay you know just in a state of of peace which i know is impossible right now for a lot of us but if we can continue to strive towards that maybe someday we'll get there and you know we're always here you can dm us and ping us on our socials and we'd love to hear from you and what you guys have been doing to take care of yourselves and each other in this in this turbulent time in history absolutely here here <laughs> uh and of course speaking of our socials uh you can find us on twitter and facebook uh our twitter handle is at crushworthypod right is that it it's been so long <laughs> it is yes okay <laughs> we're <laughs> And uh, we're on Facebook, the Crushworthy Podcast, or just Crushworthy Podcast, I think. 
Um, feel free to reach out to us if you guys have any thoughts, opinions, if you want to share what you've been doing to take care of yourselves, what you've been doing to spread awareness. We would really love to reconnect with you guys. Um, it's going to be really fun getting back into social media and retweeting and sharing. So uh, I'm really optimistic about, you know, us moving forward. But, you yeah. know, and, and thank you guys for being so patient with us during our hiatus. Uh, it was needed. It was necessary. But we are super excited to be back. And I already have a couple ideas of who I'm going to talk about next week. So I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited, too. All right. Is there anything else that we need to address? I don't think so. I think I think we've said all that there there is to say at this point. All right, guys. Well, like we say every week... Keep on crushing it, and we'll see you next week. Bye! Bye.